Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together, we're having Real Conversations with your favorite New Thought artists. Join us as we take a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. Our guests are ready to share stories from their spiritual journey and creative process with you. Real Conversations is a chance to look behind the curtain and connect with your favorite New Thought artists. So let's dive right in. Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. You're on listening to Real Conversations, and my guests today are Al Yankee and Scott Smith, and we're here to talk about Al's new CD, For the Time Being, on which Scott had a really important part, I understand. Would you like to share how much uh, you couldn't have done this without Scott? Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Go ahead, Scott. Um, so... It was particularly interesting. Al and I, um, you know, he's he's done quite a few albums over the last decade, and uh, we tend to do them in my home studio. And uh, we were going to do this one the same way. Uh, so we started the whole project literally, what, a year and a half ago, I think. Something like and that. And he had him come over to my home. Uh, we live about 60 miles apart, so he would drive down, and we did the just the basic guide stuff in my, in my uh, studio and then COVID hits. So we did our, uh, we did an attempt for a while to, okay, let's keep distance while we do this, which is kind of hard to do in a room that's 11 by 11. And at some point it became, all right, this, we, we got to figure out a different way to do this. And, uh, so we went to the distance, uh, process, uh, Alan would, record vocals at his house and then he would drop box them to me uh, i would integrate them to the tracks that we were doing i'd uh, do some effects by his his requests uh do a rough mix of the piece send it back to him have him you know say yeah i like that no let's do this about that and so you know the process that normally would take you know two to three months at the most, uh, you know, here we are a year and a half later, finally the fair finished product. But uh, I, I think we're both pretty happy with how it turned out, given the challenges of doing it. As any musician or artist these days that does any kind of a live performance or recording goes, we're dealing with the same thing. Uh, so it's, it's really been not only the artistic challenge, you know, the, the, putting it together, the writing it, the composing it, the arranging it, but then also the process of getting it technically in place. So just, just like this interview. <laughs> so Exactly, exactly. So you were the engineer on all of that, Scott? That's I was the engineer. I'm, I'm also a keyboard player. I did some keyboard parts. Uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, okay, I'm not going to let you be modest here. He did all the bass parts, all the drum parts, most of the keyboard parts uh and he's an extremely accomplished uh keyboardist and sound designer so there <laughs> <laughs> i know scott he's kind of a modest guy and he'll say oh yeah i played some keyboard all right actually, let's put weird. it this way the album is really it should be under scott smith not al yankee <laughs> there you go all he there did was go. write all the songs and you know <laughs> 
and lyrics. <laughs> so how long have you known each other and uh, when and where do you did you meet, if you can remember that? Uh, being musicians on a gig, probably 1990. Uh, I think earlier than that. Earlier than I, that, okay. I have a memory of you coming to Indian Wells Country Club. Ah, yes. Having written some some charts for the Tweety Sisters. That's correct. That's correct. I forgot yeah. about that. That was the first time I'd ever met you. This We were doing uh, what they used to call the Roundup or something. It was a cowboy-themed thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a Roundup, something like that, the old corral or something. And uh, here was this keyboard player I'd never met. Who I looked, I looked over. He played pretty good keyboard, so that was okay. Uh, but then I look over at one point, and he's got uh, one leg up with a cowboy boot on. He's got it on top of the piano, and he's got the cowboy hat. He's leaning back against the wall behind the piano. He's got the cowboy hat pulled down over his face like he's taking a siesta in the middle of a hot rock and roll number we were doing. You know, well, I wasn't doing anything. It was a time to take a nap. You know. Yeah, I go, okay, I got to get, this guy's got something going on. I got to figure this out, you know. That's my oh, earliest memory of Scott. That's got to oh, be that, like. That's mid-80s. That's yeah, early mid-80s, yeah. Yeah. So back when we both had hair, let's put it that way. Oh, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Yeah. All right, so, so we know what Scott did on the album. What did you do, Al? Well, like, you know, the like you said, all the, all the tunes. Um, were uh, were mine and uh um except for the background some of the background vocals are mine but uh, uh all the lead vocals are mine uh played some clarinet played some saxophone uh played some keyboard so um those are those are kind of my contributions and i drove scott crazy with uh with my incessant desires for perfection Alrighty then <laughs> how does that normally work out for you Oh, it's it's pretty much modus operandi, you know. It, it it's you know I've got the stuff that I do outside that I I really, you know, we want to try to put the our best put foot forward, and you know you've got a concept. I, I admire people that know what they want. Alan definitely knows what he wants, and he wants and pretty much he knows how he wants to get there. And if if he just says I don't this is what I've got in mind, but I don't know how to do it. And so I'll play around with it and see if I can get close to it. So we kind of go back and forth that way to kind of come up with an end product that we're both happy with. That's the great thing about uh, working with, with somebody else is the synergy you can get going in, in, in the studio. You know, Scott will come up with an idea, something that I had not thought of. And, you know, I'll go, maybe, maybe it might not even you know, be the thing that, you know, squares with me right away, but I'll give it some time, but that's pretty good. We should try that, you know. Um, the uh, the home studio scene can really be a trap these days uh, for folks working on their own just because they don't get that synergy, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a fortunate situation. Well, based on uh, that, the idea of synergy and how this all came about, why don't we we jump in to uh, tell us about the album? I, I understand it's a concept album, so can you explain what what that meant to you as you were creating this? Uh, the concept, yes. Well, um, my first idea for a title uh, turned out to be a pretty lame one. You know, we, we were coming up on 2020, and I said, you know, this whole idea of 2020 vision. Um, 
occurred to me, and I hadn't heard anybody in late 2019 use that. Of course, during 2020, we heard it everywhere. So I was glad that I had not titled the album that. Uh, so thank you, COVID. Um, you know, COVID's not all bad. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I had to come up with something else. And knowing that we were not in a, in a rush, uh, we took some time with it. And I had lots of ideas that I floated around. Uh, settling on four. Um, and four was just, uh, it was the fourth New Thought album I'd done. Not the fourth album, but the fourth New Thought album. And um, then um, Scott, you know, I had this tune called Time Being, which we will hear, the title track. Um, and uh, Scott uh, came up with this idea for that, that, you know, kind of uh, led to uh, a formation of all the other tunes kind of having to sit around that in a way that uh, uh, it became, it turned what was a collection of songs into a, into a concept album. So I think we'll talk about that concept as we go, but, the, uh, but it was, that concept also had four elements to it. So the four all of a sudden meant two different things. Um, the four elements were the, uh, the four steps of spiritual growth or consciousness. I've heard it many ways, mm -hmm. but it's the two by, through, and as concept of our relationship with our reality. So. Okay, uh, I, I hope that we can get into that a little bit more. I know we kind of the the rest of the the, uh, the album addresses that, but just so our listeners can uh, understand that concept if it, if it is new to them. But let's uh, let's talk about uh, lonely too long. Tell me how that one came about. Um, that's a that's a song that I wrote that I was thinking had no place on a new thought album. Um, you know, uh, some of us, you know, don't spend 24 hours a day thinking new thought thoughts. Um, I, I, that's, I know it's not you, Jeannie, but so I'm just going to own that myself. Um, not even me. No, not, no. Uh, no. so it was just a tune that I thought, you know, that was kind of a, a, an old rhythm and blues thing. I had some other lyrics to it originally, but I kind of, you know, I just kind of came up with this melody and this kind of rhythm that just kind of felt really good to me. I, I liked the tune. Um, I even thought about trying to put some kind of new thought, you know, ideas in there and just, it didn't seem right, you know? Um, so, but when the, when the concept for the album rolled around, I went, oh, this is, this is the beginning. This is, uh, this is the person, maybe me, I don't know. This is the person coming into one of these places the very first time who maybe is not having the best time of their life. You mm -hmm. know, maybe they've had uh, reverses in relationships, reverses in um, economic situation, or sure. you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of bad things that can happen to good people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it's, it's a song um, that is uh, kind of about victimhood, really. Uh, but it, in a kind of a in a kind of a way that I think is disarming because it's so comfortable and familiar. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that pain that we don't we don't want to give up because we don't know what we'll get instead of that pain. Sure. Well, and if and if we didn't have if we didn't have that, what stories would we tell? 
yeah, there's that as well. So, so as far as the, if we call them the stages of spiritual growth, this is, as you said, victimhood. This is stuff happens to me. So, yeah, why does this always happen to me, right? Right. Isn't that the, haven't we all said that to at least to ourselves, if not to sure. somebody else? <laughs> Well, not now, not now, but no, 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 no I, we're much, we're much yeah. higher minded than that now. I know, I know we're all you know, way, be, way, way beyond that. Some days, some days. Yeah. yeah. So let me jump in there because when Alan was assembling this and I thought, well, what, what a perfect piece to start this. We're talking about spiritual growth. You have to grow from somewhere. I I'm thinking it was Hemingway that the quote, you know, through hardship comes enlightenment. And I thought, what a great way to start this whole idea. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, let's listen to Lonely Too Long. Pain is a woman Who's so wicked and bitter to me There's no way I can Whether you see or get her to see what she's done All alone when I'm with her The cold shadow of her company Freezing roses where love used to be Desolately on my own Night closes in Night closes in With a hammer and tongs It never ends It never ends I've been
it's a good lead in to the to the rest of the album, uh, at least from from the point of victimhood to whatever comes next. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about the next one. Uh, this one is uh, Time Being. Right. The title so, track. Yeah. Title track. So tell me about it. I know this well, is a, an interesting one. <laughs> Yeah, this one's got this one's got a story as well. Um, the original thought um, that uh, or the original phrase for time being came from um, Reverend Victoria Bomberry. Uh, she was giving a talk, and I was a musician for hire that day, and uh, or a music minister, if you like, who you know, I'll I'll, I'll wear whatever hat you want me to wear. Um, <laughs> Gig worker. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Um, and I thought it was one of those catchphrases that it sounded like it needed to be a, um, you know, an album, uh, not an album title necessarily, but a song title, definitely. And so I played with it and uh, came up with a song that uh, um, played with the idea of being a time being, you know, and being and time, those words can have multiple meanings. So it really lent itself well to uh to a lot of wordplay mm-hmm. which which is you know i love uh and i i i have discovered that most uh new thought folks love wordplay i don't know mm-hmm. if you've noticed that but they do because well, they're uh, highly intelligent people yeah <laughs> exactly and good looking might i add um <laughs> yeah please do <laughs> of course um yeah, we're, we're, so I've, I, I've noticed that, uh, you know, uh, that a number of our uh, best ministers uh, use a lot of wordplay, and, I, and I, I'm happy to steal from them. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's a good idea, let's use it. So anyway, that, that, was, um, that was where it came from. I wrote this tune, was recording it with Scott, you know, going through our process. And uh, Scott, you came up with the idea for what we did next, and I want you to explain that. Well... Alan's original concept, I mean, the, the, the song, you know, works through a period of time. It's his original thought was he wanted to uh, put effects on his voice to sound like an old recording from the 20s and then to slowly put it up. And, you know, so I, I kind of just took that idea and said, well, if that were the case, the entire recording should sound like it is originally starting in the early 1920s. And then as we get to each new verse or chorus, it moves forward, not only in the, the concept of the lyric, but in the, in the technological nature of the recording itself, going from our original 78 shellac record with all the noise to, you know, getting eventually to LPs, mono, it starts off monophonic, just you know one sound source and then at some point in the uh time frame of the late 50s we spread out into stereo so the recording itself really morphs in its audio quality uh it's it's it, it's pretty jarringly bad at the beginning and that's by intent and with a lot of, of background noise is, which is inherent in the technology of the time um you know it's it, so we just kept moving it forward and it uh really is interesting and fun to listen to well with that let's listen to it and then we can come back and talk a little bit more about the meaning behind it so this is time being the title track 
I am a being in time. I am a time being. Being a being in time. I grow and I change. I am a being in time. I am a time being. Growing and changing is how I am a being in time. I am a being in time. I am a time being. Being a being. I grow and I change I am a being in time I am a time being Growing and changing is how I am a being in time Spending my time just being Just being
I know, Al, that you have a, a love of science fiction, and as I was listening to this, I, I wondered if that that love of science fiction fed into this at all. Well, uh, you know, there at the end of the of what we just heard, it was, uh, you know, kind of uh, the visual for me at least is kind of spinning out into space, kind of or into time, even into the future. It's you know, it's it's you can't. There is no uh, actual visual. So that's up to you whether, whether it's time or space that we're spinning out into, but it's definitely uh, disappearing into that ether. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, th- that kind of symbology uh, uh, really works for me. Um, you know, that uh, kind of, uh, I think those sounds also, uh, our guitarist did such great work on that. With He played the ukuleles, he played the banjos. Bill Kilpatrick is his name. He's from Carlsbad. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, there at the end, he was very much like uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, you know? <laughs> so uh, uh, some some people may have, may have had that thought, you know, it very much sounds like that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I wasn't really uh, into the monstrous aliens or anything like that, you know, or planets blowing up kind of sci-fi, uh, definitely, it had that kind of um, atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. More like I think Einstein and and the mental exercises that that he did, and and Stephen Hawking as well, since he wasn't able to physically do a whole lot of things. But yeah, very much happening in in the mind. So I understand that this is kind of you see this as the device for change that's it's talking about the device for change so tell us how this fits into the concept of the right. album. um well i i am a being in time i am a time being being a being in time i grow and i change so growth and change is uh you know that's how we move from one spiritual realm to the next or yeah how we progress and with all growth and change, there's, you know, it's not just linear, you know, it's up and back and up and back, um, you know, two steps forward, one step back, if we're lucky, mm-hmm. yes. you know, sometimes it's many steps forward and then you fall down and you really have, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, I guess there's a whole area of my life here I had not even attended to, mm-hmm. you know, ouch. Um, so that's the voice of experience, by the way. So, um, <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's how that works. You know, that's why it sets that up. All right. Well, the next track is clearly mistaken. What would you like us to know about that? It's another tune I wrote, uh, quite a while back. And again, not as a new thought song. Um, just an idea that I had. It was very much um, kind of the storytelling song. Um, Mm -hmm. And I must admit that I rewrote it many times uh, just to to get it to where I felt like it was uh, telling the story in a way that people would like to listen to. Um, uh, You know, making, uh, recognizing our mistakes is sometimes the hardest thing because they are so near and dear to us, you know, the ways that we look at things and the attitudes we have about things and the, you know, the story, again, the stories we tell 
that we get positive reinforcement when we tell them. So we retell them, even if they're not good for us, mm -hmm. you know, I'm seeing smiles of recognition all around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, I know. Um, so that's what the, that's, that's what this tune is. Um, if, uh, uh, I, I must admit that this is the song that when I took it to Scott and we did our uh, rough tracks way back before COVID, um, uh, when I finished pounding out the piano chords and singing the vocal at the same time, by the way, which was with a pretty much a different set of lyrics, um, I looked at him and I said, none of that's going on the final recording. Uh, <laughs> Because it was so far from from what I what I had in my head, it took us a while to get there. Mm. Scott, did you want to say anything about this one? No, it was part it, that just part of the process. A lot of this it, it was Alan coming in with his basic ideas and, and getting some some original guide tracks, just so I would have a clue the style of the piece, um, you know, what we might need orchestrationally. Uh, as far as other instruments, which except for the fact, uh, except for Bill Kilpatrick, uh, was pretty well all self-contained within our our computer software. So, um, it, you know, it gave us a guidepost to go by. Uh, and you, you got to have those to, to get to where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Scott's the bass and drums on this. And okay. Bill Kilpatrick is everything else. Okay. Did you have anything else to say about how this fits into the concept? Of well, this is this is um, this is you know again moving from being to, uh, total victim to maybe finding a mentor, you know, to help you see that um, uh, you know the error of your ways. All right. Well, let's listen to clearly mistaken. I went to my friend with a sorrowful heart Man, I'm really screwed up, I was so torn apart I was really shaken by what I had been through So he offered a chair, poured me a brew He said, you don't have to carry that weight down the road Put down that burden, lighten your load You're not any different, just like the rest We're all in this together, doing our best I told him my troubles, pounded my fists Sat there and listened as I ran down my list Of the times that I'd been hurt Times that I had hurt others Didn't make sense to say All men are brothers He said you don't have to carry That weight down the road Put down that burden You can lighten your load You're not any different Just like the rest We're all in this together Doing our best my nerves were so raw, I couldn't stop shaking. My head kept on throbbing, my heart kept on breaking. A world of such pain, a world with such sorrow. 
trouble and heartache dreading tomorrow. voice dry as leaves faintly whispered to me something you've missed something more that you need you got most of it right one thing you got wrong you were clearly mistaken thinking you were on your own you don't have to carry that weight down the road Put down that burden, lighten your load. You're not any different, just like the rest. We're all in this together, doing our best. But for one misconception, which you'll have to own, you were clearly mistaken, thinking you were on your own. We sat in the quiet. Evening rolled in, thinking our thoughts. The twilight grew dim. He said, "See yourself out." I said, "I see just fine. You're a candle in the darkness, and I'm grateful for your time." You don't have to carry that weight down the road. Put down that burden, lighten your load. We're all in this together, doing our best. You're not any different, just like the rest. But for one small exception, which you'll have to own, you were clearly mistaken, thinking you were on your own. You were clearly mistaken. No one is alone. The next track is Love Lives Here. And I know one of the ideas that you hold close, Al, is that every idea car carries its opposite. So would you like to speak to that on Love Lives Here? Well, sure. Um, that's not always immediately obvious to folks. And I think uh, thank you for a well-placed question. Um, uh, because Love Lives Here might seem like, gee, that should be at the end. You know, that sounds very, that's an affirm. That's a lovely affirmation. It's a wonderful thought. Uh, feels cozy. Makes me feel all warm and gushy inside. Um, so why would that be so early as the fourth track on this recording? Um, and what comes up for me is that uh, if you if you have to say it, then the thought that that the opposite uh, situation exists or could exist mm -hmm. is inherent in that. So if I have to affirm love lives here, in my mind. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, if it if it lives here, is it not alive somewhere else? Right? 
If or not even lives, somewhere else. Right. If love lives, if if we here does is it some has it previously been dead here? You know, I mean, all those kinds of things. You know, um, so love lives here, hate lives over there. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the follow on thoughts, you know, I mean, so these these ideas that separate us out, love lives here feels so good because we have those other thoughts and we love the contrast of the idea that love lives here. So even though in this song is that affirmation, it's 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 fun. It's, uh, uh, you know, you can shake your booty to it. Um, you know, it's, it, it is all that, um, that's why it is not in the, as section for, for instance, of the, of the recording, it's more in the by and through section, you know? So that's, that's that, um, we did have some help on this one, um, uh, with some, with some background vocals. So Scott, maybe you tell us about, uh, our background vocalist. Um, Alan had a couple of, a uh, couple of the pieces in here, uh, and one of them coming up a little bit later gets very involved chorally. And, uh, I, I'm a, an instructor at the local college down here in, in the Palm Springs area and I'm a music director for our, our Broadway shows series. And so, uh, he said, do you know anybody that can, uh, that would be, uh, you know, worthy to sing uh, background stuff and I, I had a couple folks in mind so um i had a i had one of my students uh, and one of my performers that actually came in uh it was back when we were still meeting live in the studio and uh got the female parts uh, recorded on this track uh, and on uh, another one was it one more or two more i forget uh, i think it's just the other one as just I just another uh, and so I had a couple of folks that, uh, uh, in, in some case, in, in Alicia's case, she actually came to the studio. Uh, there was another one that everybody did remotely. And, uh, so that was that whole welcome to COVID type of putting together a project thing, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Anything else you want to add? No, let's give it a listen. All righty. Here we go. Love lives here. i 
This one goes back a few years for you, uh, and I notice on on the CD this is a remix. But I'm I'm just I I love this song it, because I it, well tell us the history of the song and how you came up with it, please. Well, this, this yes, this song um, was originally uh, uh, the original version of it was released a couple of years ago. Um, it was uh, when the family separation at the border uh, scene was going on, uh, and uh, it was written as part of a uh, social protest uh, to that. I was asked uh, to be part of a, uh, um, a performance and a part of an event that was, uh, uh, you know, multi-faith, uh, uh, um, kind of a kind of a large-scale event. And would I play some music? And I had, I said, I'd be happy to. I have no idea what would be appropriate for that. You know, what tunes go with that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had said, okay, I'll just have to write something, you know. So the thought that occurred to me was, you know, we don't, you know, our law enforcement people, uh, our, law, our laws are being used against us. And... Uh, that that can happen, you know. The, and I know uh, a lot of a lot of folks have had experiences where they came mm-hmm. up, uh, you know, maybe through no fault of their own or or right. through their social or political situation, come up on the wrong side of the law. Mm-hmm. And is that their fault? Is it the fault of the law? You know what? So that the, those are all the thoughts that were going through my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I'm kind of geeky about is, is, uh, uh, politics and, uh, history. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that played, you know, kind of informed, uh, all this. So it's a little wordy. I'm sorry. You know, it's one of those songs you have to listen to. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't just ha- give you a hook that you can just sing along the second time you've heard it. And what? No hook? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I teach you- a history rock and roll class and right now we're looking at bob dylan so i don't think we need to worry about alan's wording it wordiness <laughs> that's true I'll, I'll take those comparisons all day long you, bet, you know my, my ego is having a happy dance right now you know um but uh um so so that's what it's about the remix uh was honestly uh that event we had like a week's notice I wrote the tune, uh, the original, uh, you know, originally, and I called Scott and I said, can we do a recording in a day? Um, and he said, sure. You know, <laughs> so, so we did the recording in a day, you know, and, um, and that gave me a few days to actually upload it and kind of get it published 
And so by the time we got to the event on that Saturday, um, I could tell people, yeah, you can go to Spotify or whatever, you know, you can go to Pandora mm-hmm. or, you know, all those places right. and, and you can get it. And I, there was actually even a website up for a while, you know, where people could go to. So that was the history of that piece. Uh, I wanted to include it here. I wanted to go back and, and, and dust off the recording, freshen it up. We added a few tracks uh, of instruments to it um, just to make it, uh, you know, something maybe a little more, uh, a little more better um, uh, for, the, for the long term. Mm-hmm. And and it does fit in here, of course, because it's about the back and forth of of uh, of um, high expectations uh, and low results and uh, good people getting caught in the middle. Okay, I can see that. And uh, Scott, as the synth programmer. Uh, there's an organ sound that I couldn't quite put my finger on what it is. Can you? It's more like a harmonium, actually. Okay, there it is. I knew it was some instrument that I may have heard, but was never going to come up with the name for. We were looking for some culturally interesting types of sounds to work with it. And uh, um, the original version aside, um, I will say that this, this song officially goes on record as the shortest amount of time ever spent on an Al Yankee project. <laughs> well, all righty then. <laughs> can can you give us a little history of harmoniums? I I because I, I think I've seen one and uh... it's it's along the lines of a a bellow instrument. Um, it, it unlike the accordion, usually the the players is sitting down. It's a very interesting looking instrument, like the tabletop and thing, like a tabletop. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, you'll see it like at Bachtifest and that and. Mm-hmm sorts of things uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of a lot of bollywood music you know hindu hindu that mm-hmm. kind of stuff uh it's it's very very definitely has a sound that's uh, affiliated with that but you know you 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 hear it on even modern uh in, in certain broadway shows uh was it spring awakening comes to mind mm-hmm. used a lot of harmonium in it so it just has a really I don't know. It's it's a very warm sound, not mm-hmm. as, as brassy as an accordion can be. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a nice, gentle background. And of course, this is not a real harmonium. This is a um, a, a software-based replication of it. So mm-hmm. I'm not able to get all the nuances that you can with a true harmonium. But it gets the idea. Yeah, it, it definitely caught my ear, and I, as I said, I was curious as to what that sound was because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a uh, a Hammond B three or, you know, I was like, what? Right. What is that? <laughs> so thank you. So let's let's listen to when law's not enough. I know, I get it. We've got to have laws to bring some order. To the clamoring throngs To settle our differences Help us get along There's all kinds of people And all kinds of laws There's laws of the jungle Law of the land Law of the Bible And of the Koran There's laws of the nation and natural laws 
But no law is perfect And that gives us pause To think about mercy To think about love To offer compassion When law's not enough For justice is blind Not blinded by fear But blind to be equal Blind to be fair Laws help us keep order Or so it appears But laws are reactions They all spring from fears We never need laws When we understand The other guy's doing The best that he can Justice is blind, not blinded by fear, but blind to be equal, blind to be fair. So think about mercy, and think about love, and offer compassion when law's not enough. So what do you call it when things turn around? And those sworn to protect us Instead shoot us down Or when those who serve us Tear us apart Break up our family Rip up our heart It's hard to get over Get my head around This fear that can turn The world upside down in squad cars or White House, or on benches they sit. Peacekeepers unwittingly conspire to commit crimes against humanity. Crimes against humanity. Crimes, cry for the family. atrocities Justice is blind Not blinded by fear But blind to be equal Blind to be fair So think about mercy And think about love And offer compassion When law's not enough And offer compassion when law's not enough. So that brings us to the sixth track, Everything's Calling. And you do mean everything in this, I think. So give me some background on that. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, yes. Well, this is our, this is the, uh, this is the rocker on the album first, <laughs> you know, so it's fun. Uh, uh, and, the uh, the opening lyric I think is is uh, you know um, when I see a tree it calls out to me um, 
Jeannie and I both spent time at, a, at the uh, Spiritual Living Center in Riverside, California, where uh, uh, there's, uh, if you're looking at the pulpit, there's a big window. And instead of being stained glass, like in a lot of those kinds of places, it's just a window, but outside of it is this most beautiful tree. Um, and people, people emote over that tree. Oh, yes, the they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Watch it the seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, that's, I mean, that's, that's one place where, uh, you know, th that, that thought comes from. But uh, um, I've just always felt that, that we limit ourselves too much, you know, uh, that's kind of an underlying idea of mine anyway, um, that when we say, um, oh, things like, um, we welcome everyone on their path to God, something, you know, that's, that's, that to me, uh, we welcome all on their path to, to the divine or something, you know, those kinds of sayings that we hear in those places a lot. And again, those are lovely thoughts and I don't mm -hmm. mean to put them down, but when I hear them, I hear the opposite as well. I hear, okay. Uh, you know, and I, and then I start to dissemble it. I start to take it apart, which is, I'm, it, maybe it's a fault of mine. I don't know. That's but, um, so, you know, so I go, okay, so, uh, we welcome all on their path to God. Uh, does, you know, there's so many definitions of God out there. Uh, that's, that's a real trouble area. Uh, you know, when we're trying to get specific, you know, um, we welcome all on their path. What if they don't feel like they're on a path, right? What if, what if they feel like they're stumbling around? Maybe if they feel there is no path, you know, lots of opinions about that. So anybody who doesn't feel like maybe they're an atheist, you know, so atheists aren't welcome here. Uh, maybe they don't feel like they're on a path, you know, so they're not welcome here either. I mean, that's what's implied in that statement mm -hmm. that I hear, even though I know it's not meant mm -hmm. by the saying it. I know better, but I hear that. Um, so we welcome all people. That, that's where I go. Well, what about everything else? You know, <laughs> um, what, you know, let's go. You know, do we really mean all people? We'll start with that, and then do what about what about the sentient animals that we all love? You know, uh, the the horses and the whales and the dogs mm -hmm. and the cats. You know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, then what about the uh, other animals that maybe we don't think are so sentient? Is that their limitation or is it ours? You know, right? And right. and it goes on and on and on, and I, and I and I do go down the rabbit hole with that in my thoughts. Uh, and I go all the way to every form of matter and energy that there is. At that point, I, I, I don't know where to go uh, beyond that. But when I say everything's calling, um, I mean it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I was struck with the idea. I, I've always been kind of fascinated with pantheism. And from my early years in uh, the training that I received as a child, that was a huge no-no because, you know, there's God in heaven and, you know, there's the Trinity and all of that, but, you know, can't, God's not everywhere, which I always thought was a little nutty, <laughs> even as a child, because I, I felt like I saw God everywhere. So I, I really appreciate this song and, and how it does address all of that. So, uh, Scott, did you have anything to add on this? Um, on the on the technical nature, I mean, it's going back to the the remote 
process of putting these together. And again, with, with uh, Bill Kilpatrick, the guitar player, he was down in his little home studio in San Diego. So we were sending him guide tracks and Alan was you know, saying, let's go for this type of style. And uh, he was pretty much, it, it was not a matter of, okay, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Bill came up with like three or four different tracks. He said, I've, st I've stacked these together and they just laid in perfectly. You know, there was uh, he there was that that mental synergy even across space and time where he just automatically got it. And what he played, he, he could have been sitting here in the studio with us saying, let's try this. He just heard the guide tracks and gave it. And, and Bill did that pretty much on every track he played on. He's uh, an amazing player. Mm. Al, did you want to add any more of how this fits into the concept of it? Where, where are we in the journey in this song? Hmm. Well, we're in that we're in that buy through, up and back place. Um, uh, I think the other the other thing the the thought that I had after what based on what you were saying a moment ago was that um, I do take those uh, those sayings. You know, God is all there is. God is love. You know, all the, those, those, those. Uh, you can call them platitudes. People believe them. You know, but the, but but I. Uh, and where do they lead? What's the logical outcome? You know, and that's what we examine in this piece. All right, let's listen to everything's calling.
a small preparatory Just one act and one story Don't you see? about this because this this next one as I give is a choral piece and I I know of some other choral pieces that have been done during the pandemic and it boggles the mind on how that can be done because I've also heard people tr on zoom try to all sing happy birthday together and it's it just makes me want to run screaming away from my computer. So um, let's talk about the technical aspects of this a little bit and how, how that was pulled off before we well, get in. Again, this, this involved, oh my gosh, uh, Al's, Al's voice, um, Alicia, Stan Jensen. Um, Rich Bullock. Pardon? Rich Bullock. Oh, that's right. So all of these folks were remote and uh, we had actually had a couple of other folks that were, you know, said, well, we'll give it a try. And the process is, uh, you, you've seen a lot of folks that have done this on YouTube. Um, I, I'm totally blank on the composer right now, but, um, uh, Eric Whitaker. Yeah. Eric Whitaker, um, has got choirs of, of literally over a thousand people involved with this. And it's done very much the same way, uh, where we sent a guide track and, uh, the, and Alan wrote out the orchestra, the, the music, you know, for soprano, alto, tenor, baritone, and in some cases, multiple parts on those with the, the instructions of how to phrase with this. Uh, and so we sent this out and, and folks on their own time in whatever technology they had would record the part and then would either email or through something like Dropbox, get it back to me. And so then it was a process of taking all these bits and pieces and in my, my software, assembling them in an approximate order and then going through the process of since you don't have a bunch of people in the room where you can say here, cut off here, you know, start here, you know, the, all those different technical aspects of the vocals needed tweaking uh, to, to make them really line up, uh, to make sure the, the pitches were, you know, as, as close to being dead on as they could be. 
So it was technically is this was I would say this was the biggest challenge of the album as far as getting it to where it ended up. Um, again, a lot of talented people working under COVID guidelines, uh, getting us part of the way there. And then Alan and I sitting together or else me sending stuff to him, him giving me feedback. So this particular piece took uh, quite a bit of time to really fine tune it just because of the technical aspects of it. But uh, we're both just really happy with the, the end result of it. it. It's got such a gentle beauty to it. It absolutely does. And so why don't we listen to it? And then on the other side, we'll talk about how it fits into the concept and how it happened to come out of Al's head. So we're going to listen to As I Give. From 
we're back. I'm Jeannie Kataoka. This is Real Conversations. I'm here today with Al Yankee and Scott Smith. They collaborated on Al's uh, most recent New Thought work, uh, For the Time Being, which is a concept album. So we're taking each track and seeing where it fits in, how it describes the spiritual journey that we're all on. So, um, Al, talk to us about As I Give. Well, um, as I give, uh, you know, so shall I receive, right? I mean, we've all, we've all heard it's a, one of the, uh, uh, well, where, Jeannie, where does it come from? Do you know? I'm putting you on a spot there, but uh, uh, I mean, we've all heard it so many times. I'm, I'm not, I guess I should look up the source. It's probably biblical. It's I'm sure. Probably, it yeah. It, it, yeah. Probably. Yeah. That, that's my guess. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you know, it's very much golden rule kind of, kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, the the thought that I had with it is, um, what are some corollaries? You know, as I give, so do I receive new thought. As I think, so do I believe. Um, and so what then, you know, so then I explored some of the ideas about um, how you come to those things. Uh, this is very much uh, moving from by me to through me, uh, as far as placing it in the continuum. Um, I, I do have to say that this was maybe the single most difficult thing I have ever had to sing in my life. Mm -hmm. Because the, the sound that I was attempting to get uh, was gentle. You know that there's that word, um, and most of the singing I've ever done in my life has not been that. Uh, I can do a pretty good growl, I can whoop and hoop and holler, and all those kinds of things, but uh, the gentleness that that kind of uh, serene control, uh, I spent I, I don't know how many hours and how many takes to come up with what we have here, um, and. Every time I hear it being kind of, you know, it's pretty close to me, um, I, uh, uh, I feel very exposed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's what this has to be. So um, that's the, that, them's my thoughts about that. All righty. I do want to talk a little bit more about, you, you know, we're using the by me or to me, by me, as me, through me. And uh, could you speak to that a little bit more? So I just want to make sure that our listeners are on board with understanding the concept and where we're going with this. Uh, instead of, you know, I feel like maybe we're just talking in an abbreviation and perhaps not everyone understands the significance of those ideas. Well, I think... Uh, um this is not original to me, of course. I mean, this has been around right. for a very long time. And, I, and I've heard it in different guises and called different mm -hmm. things. The Four Kingdoms, you right. know, I've heard it called mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith has talked about them in that, in that way. So uh, the idea is um, to me, things happen to me. I am powerless. I, I am separate i am you know so this i mean you can think of as a victim or maybe maybe that's too strong 
maybe just I have no say. I'm, you know, we're all alone in the world and we struggle to get through. You've heard things like that, you know, and again, uh, many times from from well-meaning people Mm -hmm. um, trying to help others. You know, we're all in this alone, you know, but, you know, if we stick together, well, we'll find our way through those kinds of things. You know, that's that kind of worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, When you start to get a little bit of a clue that, um, you know, that that maybe there's a spark of the divine in everything, in in all of us, uh, in everything and everyone, um, then you can feel like, gee, uh, um, maybe if I do a good thing, you know, you get that you get that uh, that reciprocity that starts to happen, and you know, um, so that's why I was saying, as I give, is part of you know, it's a it's it's a reciprocal. As I give, then I receive. As I think, so I believe. You know, there's a there's a give and take. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's 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 the kind of uh, buy me uh, place in the world. I mean, um, that's how we get the princes, the parking places and the palaces, I think. Is what's <laughs> said. Yeah. OK. OK. Uh, through me is uh, really feeling is, is really kind of taking that in to where uh, I can give and it, I, I, I receive because you are receiving not because something necessarily has to come back to me because I am you. I give, if I give to you, I'm giving to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's the through me place. Mm-hmm. The as me place is the lack of need to give the lack of need for interaction, for knowing that, um, that I'm one with all that is. So it's right. it's it's moving from a place of total separation to a place of total unity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that kind of leads us into the next song, "Losing My Illusions." The the first three steps of that journey uh, being illusory uh, because we're not recognizing the divinity within ourselves and each other. So. Uh, I know that this has got an interesting history behind it. So, uh, Al, would you like to share that? Uh, sure. Um, there's a, there's an interesting thing about new thought churches and new thought uh, philosophy in that uh, most of our um, teachers and authors and ministers and our leaders, our, our new thought leaders, um, it's a kind of an American thing, you know. Um, it does have roots in other places, however, mm-hmm. and it does, uh, you know, some some lean more towards the Christian roots. You know, they like they like to to bring Christ in as a new thought leader, uh, uh, and there's certainly lots of good arguments for that. Yeah, uh, teacher, sure, exactly, exactly. Um, and there are other folks who, um, you know, who look to the east. Who look to uh, the uh, you know uh, Lao Tzu, or um, you know other great uh, Eastern teachers, you know maybe maybe through Alan Watts or somebody like that, um, and um, there's a particular uh, branch of Hinduism that is kind of new thought in its own way. It's called Advaita, um, and so Advaita Hinduism um, is uh, uh, was 
uh, is something that I've I've heard some masters. There's a master in uh, uh, here in Southern California named Francis Lucille that I've visited many times, and he actually is a lineage master. He he, he uh, um, traces his lineage back through his teacher in France to to India. Hmm. Um, so that was my my first real up close exposure to Advaita Hinduism, um, which again is very akin to to new thought, except instead of coming from a Christian background, they're coming from a, uh, a Hindu background. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, changing their definitions or their relationship with the monotheistic God, you know, the, the European God, um, uh, they're, they're changing their relationship with their sort of pantheistic, uh, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Hindu background. So I uh, took a class in that, and Jeannie, I'm going to out you. You took it too. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. <laughs> from, from, from a lovely gal, Sri Vidya, who um, uh, teaches it in uh, Hyderabad, India. She was uh, kind of on a sabbatical here to Southern California. And so we took uh, 16 weeks of Advaita. Um, and as, as with European-based New Thought or uh, South Asian-based New Thought, um, uh, the process is not necessary. I mean, it might seem like you're learning stuff and you're adding. It's not really an additive process. It's a subtractive process. It's dropping uh, the, the the stuff that doesn't work to achieve unity. You can't get to unity if you're carrying around a bunch of different parts mm-hmm. and saying it's this is over here and this is over here. Um, so that's what this is about. That's maybe a long way around, but there you go. That was awesome. Thanks. Uh, Scott, do you have any comments on this? Well, following that whole line of of subtractive process, we, on this particular piece, it's like Michelangelo said about, you know, to make the David, you started with a block of, uh, you know, a block of material and you took away the stuff that didn't, you didn't need. And Mm -hmm. pretty much how we ended up with this piece. All right, kind of like Mr. Miyagi and his uh, his bonsai, I think. <laughs> so let's uh, let's listen to "Losing My Illusions." I'm losing my illusions. Everything I thought was true. Yes, I'm losing my illusions. Everything I thought I knew. If God is all there is, and also God is love, that love is all there is, you see. If love is all there is, then everything I see is either love or unreality. And so I'm losing my illusions, everything I thought was true. Everything I thought I knew just falls away to reveal my blunder. My illusions all buckle under and give way to a sense of wonder down in my soul. I'm losing my illusions. I'm losing my illusions 
Yahweh God is not, and also God is good, and good is all around to see. If good is everywhere, and love is everything, there's nothing else to see or be. And so I'm losing my illusions, everything I thought was Well, why does this have a two? <laughs> why does it have a two? Yes. Well, it's because it's sort of the second version of the of, of the song. Um, the first version was on my um, first uh, New Thought album, uh, All There Is, back in 2010. It was released. Um, and uh, it was after I wrote the 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 first new thought song i ever wrote uh mind matters matter minds and one of the practitioners francis allen um uh came up to me after we had had performed and she said you know that's that that's a nice song i like that song i said thank you very much and then she looked at me and goes the next one has to be more jazzy <laughs> you know because mind matters matter minds is kind of slow and talky and it's got you know it's got a lot of million words in it uh it's got a lot to say um so I said, okay, I, I got you. You know, we got to have something that's maybe got a little bit of a hook to it. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, she might've been thinking uh, maybe a straight ahead swing tune or something like that. I came up with a jazz waltz. And so we recorded that. Uh, and I was, I thought this, this is the kind of thing a congregation could sing. So I took mm -hmm. it to uh, the minister at the time. Um, and she liked the tune but there were a few lyrics in there that she said, you, those have to change. We can't use it as a congregational song because we'll have to explain them every time. Um, uh, so uh, 
the lyric that I had was, and I can understand, you, you'll, you'll understand too when I say it. The lyric I had was, there is no God above us. God's in everything you see in the eyes of those who love us and in those who disagree. Mm -hmm. she, sa she said, a congregation is not going to sing, there is no God above us. You know, it's, and it, is, it is kind of a negative statement. So I had, uh, okay. So I changed it to imagine God above us and in everything you see, which is more inclusive. Mm -hmm. but it always kind of bothered me. And I actually had um, some other new thought singers who would come to the church and I'd say, you want, can you sing our song? And they would look at it and go, they would look at that line. They meant, really? You know, <laughs> I go, yeah, I know. And I tell them the story. Um, but I, you know, and so it's, it, it was never really on the nose for me. Mm -hmm. So the chorus, the hook was good, you know? So I, didn't touch the course. I just said those verses need some work. So this is uh, Unity Song Two, uh, the uh, uh, the Gold Edition, okay. <laughs> Diamond Edition. I don't know. And I, I've so, seen this done with with ASL. It's it's lovely to to sign it and to see the congregation doing that as well. So. Especially on the on the chorus, Scott. Do you have anything to add? Well, yeah, this is going along that uh, that idea of, of taking away what's not what's getting in the way. And the the very first time we did this, I, I, we actually had a rhythm section on that, didn't we? The very first version was that. I think we did. Yes. Yeah, we did. An actual, and an so, actual so, live rhythm section. A lot more folks involved with this, and you know, instead, when you think you're going to do something again, well, we're going to make it bigger and better. Well, instead. We, we basically, Alan just took this down to, it's just core construct. So it's just the guitar player. I'm adding a little bass to it and it's his vocal and it simplifies it so beautifully and just, I don't, I, I don't know, makes it much more immediate. So I didn't do much on this one except play a little <laughs> phony bass. <laughs> so where are we on the journey with this song? Uh, we're almost, we're almost all the way to as. Um, we're still, we're still declaring there is no separation, which is a negative statement and to have to say it, you know, um, implies the opposite. All right. Let's listen to Unity Song 2. separate 
nation We connect in harmony With one singular creation So it is, so let it be So let's lose our expectations And set our spirits free Knowing there's no separation I am you and you are me We finally discover What was right there all the time Life is love and we're all lovers I am yours and you are mine There is no separation We connect in harmony With one singular creation So it is, so let it be So it is, so let it be Now the final track on this CD is wide open. So let's let's look where does that have us on the journey? Let's this is the end of the concept album. Where are we? Um well with the idea of as it's happening as me. Um I have I have yet to to come up with an idea for what a for what that actual ultimate song would be. Because I think anything that you say holds its its opposite in there. So I think it might be impossible to have a, an entirely on the nose as song, you, just because words carry you know carry their, their mm -hmm. opposites in them. So I mean, maybe it would be maybe it would be an instrumental song that that might be mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, this does end with an instrumental. <laughs> Wow, how so, about that? <laughs> so, so maybe right at the end we get there. Um, uh, but it starts off um, looking back. The first, the first words in this are, I used to think I would always be alone, which looks all the way back to the very first song. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it goes through this kind of an introduction that kind of sets up, uh, but now I'm walking with my eyes wide open i'm loving with my arms wide open it's all these things wide open so it uh, it's 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 really i've dropped everything uh here i am you know yeah scott do you have anything to add about the oh, sure. I, I, i've always got something to add and you know it's unlike the subtractive process of the uh, the last two pieces this one basically throws everything but the kitchen sink in it uh <laughs> including a virtual marching band <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. All right, let's listen to Wide Open. I used to think I would always be alone, separate, misunderstood. I spent my days 
In quiet desperation on the outside, things looked good. Then I discovered the error of my thinking, the lie at the base of all my fears. So simple that it turned my world around. Why did it take so many years Now I am walking with my eyes wide open I am knowing with my mind wide open I am loving with my heart wide open I am walking with my eyes wide open Now I am walking with my eyes wide open Separation's gone away Now I am walking with my eyes wide open Every possibility's wide open I embrace them with my arms wide open Kitchen sink, everything in that one. So, what's uh, what's coming up for you next, Al, or even you, Scott? Are you are there's going to be any more collaborations, or you never want to see each other again? <laughs> oh, I don't believe that's the case. I, I, I'm sure there's there's a, a lot more to come. You know, it, it looks like. You know, COVID might be working through its evolution to not be quite the, the big issue that it has been. And fortunately, we as human beings will actually get to see each other face to face and maybe even create face to face again. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, I, I I just stay busy. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's curious about so many things uh, uh, like somebody else that I'm looking at right now. Um, 
and uh, has a hard time saying no to things. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's, I'm sort of the human equivalent of the dog that goes, squirrel, you know. Uh, <laughs> sure, let's do that. Sure, let's do that. So uh, I and, and you know Scott's Scott's my my uh, brother from another mother going back many years now, um, so uh, I'm sure we'll be working on something else. Nothing nothing's uh, you know in the works at the moment, but that will change. All right, and and just a final question. I know I think most artists, uh, be they musicians, filmmakers, painters, they always are trying to learn and grow from whatever they're working on at the moment. So what did you learn from this project? And, and I'd like each of you to answer that. You can duke it out as to who goes first. The possibilities are limitless. Basically, if you, if you get a door slammed in your face, if you allow yourself to see the other door that just opened, then you can keep moving in a different, in, in many cases, a better direction. So um, I think we both learned a lot about the creative process uh, with going through this, as most people in the arts have, most people in the spiritual community. Uh, my New Thought Church has been closed to live anything for since last last March and we're still not sure when we're going to, you know, open the doors again for people to actually sit on the seats. So mm -hmm. we're adjusting, you know, we're, we're adapting with it. We're evolving. And, uh, I think that as long as you keep yourself relatively open to the possibilities that come up, then you, you come out of this, you know, what doesn't break you makes you stronger. Right. <laughs> so, so I definitely am stronger. All right. I don't look forward to actually being able to hug somebody and to <laughs> sit down and play with some other musicians in a live sense. There's nothing like that, but uh, we're, we're making it work as it is. Awesome. It's so wonderful to hear that, you know, always looking for a silver lining, you know, even if it seems like a really, really dark cloud. So Al, what did you learn? Oh, Whew. Um, well, you know, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on Scott there, that the possibilities are endless, um, that, uh, I learned to, to let processes flow and that, that time is a luxury, um, that, that COVID gave us, you know, um, it kind of forced it upon us and it was annoying. <laughs> a lot of times the things that are good for us can be very annoying. Um, and so I think that the, the, the result of this album is that, uh, far and away, it's the strongest one of, 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 of the ones that we've done. And I'm, st I still like the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, there's a lot to like in those, in those, in those earlier albums, but because we had, um, just so much time, there was no push to get it out, uh, or done. And... Sometimes, uh, you know, we had to sit because we, at, you know, when it was like April and we didn't know when we were going to see each other again, all we could do was just think about, well, if we do, you know, what, what's going to happen with this? Right. right. You know, and, and it was, and again, it was up and back, you know, because we had the summer surge, you know, so we were seeing each other and then we, ah, we better not because, you know, everybody's 
getting sick and dying and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, that was, uh, again, the, uh, the luxury you didn't want, right? The, mm -hmm. the annoying, the annoying, right. Luxu right. Right. the annoying luxury of all this time. Yeah, there's a uh, Elvis Costello uh, saying that comes to mind. All this useless beauty, <laughs> you know. So we, right. we 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 came up with some useless beauty. I hope. I I would I would agree with that. So I we will be putting into the notes for for this uh, recording where you can get Al's music, all of his music, uh, whether it be New Thought or otherwise, because he's also a fabulous jazz music well any kind of musician a person could be al is that as as he was saying of scott earlier he wears that he shares that mantle with scott so we will have that information for you and um i think we're, unless anybody has anything else to say i think we've completed this this spiritual journey along with this album for the time being thank you scott thank you al Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Real Conversations is produced by the New Thought Radio Network, sharing a vibration of love, positivity, and empowerment through a variety of media streams. Learn more on the web at newthoughtmedianetwork.org. Listen to past episodes of Real Conversations on the podcast page at newthoughtradio.net. Until next time, peace and blessings. Go forth and prosper.